best place for below average stars. Hello there, and welcome to the Starboard Show. The best place for below average Star Wars. Your Jordy Jedi's are back this week to break down some uh, small but um, high quantity uh, happenings this week in the Star Wars world. It's Jordy Jedi Pete and Jordy Jedi Alan. Alan, how are you doing? Good morning, Pete. How's up, everybody? <laughs> yeah, we're all good, man. We're all good. Let's just dive straight in. Um, so, first things first, there's a little, you know, little rumor flying around. It was on some of the uh, the dirt sheets of Star Wars news, those clickbait websites. Um, so but we're just going to quickly address off the top. That is that, um, obviously, it's known that Kathleen Kennedy's Lucasfilm contract runs through till 2021. Um, right. And it's sort of, she's probably going to retire after that point. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe taking on, like, producing a few you know, dream projects, passion projects after that point, but, like, not sort of being president of the studio. Yeah. Um, and it was sort of rumoured this week that um, George Lucas is going to come in and replace her to be president of Lucasfilm. Yeah, I heard this one. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, it just sounds really stupid because at the end of the day, George Lucas sold his company because he'd had enough. He'd had yeah. enough of being called names by fans and being hounded by fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and why would you sell your company where you've got 100% control to then return as president to where you're going to be running the company that you started with your name above it. Uh-huh. But you're going to have to answer to someone else. And in other words, you're going to have to answer to Bob Iger and the Disney, and the Disney company. Yeah. Um, it just sounds really, really stupid and far-fetched if you break it down like that, I think. Yeah, I think I agree. I think it is a bit far-fetched. I mean, nice thinking, nice idea, but I can't see it happening. I don't think I'd want him to come back and run it that way. Like I think like he chose it wouldn't have been a quick decision for him to sell the company and retire. Like, do you know what I mean? You would have you would have thought about that and he would have made like a conscious decision. So I think if he was coming back, like I'd I'd question like why he was coming back. Um that doesn't mean I want him gone from Star Wars. Like I would love for him to give him a, a movie or a little T V series or a little side project. I'd love for him to come and write and direct something. Mm-hmm. Um for Lucasfilm. I would love that for George to come back and make a movie or make a TV show or direct an episode of a TV show. I think that would be phenomenal. Um, yeah. But I just think, like, he, he made the decision that he was sort of done um, running the company. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the guy's retired. You know what I mean? Well, he, he's retired. He's remarried. He's um, obviously George. George is um, sort of a very good human being. He, he A lot of his children are adopted. I know that he adopted a new child when he got remarried. Um, so like it's not as if he's doing nothing like he is being a family man and raising a kid um, exactly. and he's still building his museum the Lucas Museum in Art of Art as well so like that's a big project um, so yeah like for me I think it's I think it's silly to see he's going to come and replace Kathleen Kennedy because I think like he's essentially give all the power away and then come back and work for someone yeah who's not him in the thing that in the place that he built mm. it's, it's essentially the case of this is what it's like it's like if you watch or read Roald Dahl's Charlie and Chocolate Factory. It's like, Willy Wonka coming back to work for Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it is, yeah. After, after, he's, after he's give Charlie the Chocolate Factory, he's given it, he's give it away. Yeah. Um, it's essentially like that. It's just silly, isn't it? 
Because he's just going to have a job as a janitor when he comes back. <laughs> yeah, so like, do you know what I mean? Imagine him coming back and having all these ideas and then like someone will go, oh, well, sorry, but actually we don't want to do that. It would be like, yeah. well, hang on a sec, before when I was here, I could just do what I wanted. Um, I mean, it's a lovely idea and it's a nice thought. But yeah, like I said, I don't think so. The guy's retired, you know what I mean? He's, he'd, he'd had enough, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I think he's probably found his love for Star Wars again. So he'd be also thinking, well, if I go back into it, I'm probably just going to get as stressed as what he got before. So, oh, definitely, especially with like some some aspects of the fandom hound people, like you would certainly be hounded. And like, mm. I think at the end of the day as well, like, I think you know, sort of, I don't think, I don't know, for, from a Disney point of view, hiring George to be president, it would be a case of like you get a lot of buzz at the beginning of it, mm-hmm. but like. I guarantee you right now that like George and Bob Iger aren't going to see eye to eye on everything, especially some creative decisions. And then, then before you know it, you've got problems where like similar had with Solo, or similar or had with Star Wars Episode Nine, where like you're having to like fire directors and like you might need a horrible George, like and then if they have got to fire George after the hiring the president again, yeah, like, it, it's just more more bad press that that, that they really don't need. Um, yeah, but yeah. but like I said like, for that to happen, you'd have to get George back, and I don't think he would come back in that role. But like I said, I'm all for George coming back, like as to direct a movie, write a movie, or to yeah. direct a TV show, like just something small and offshoot. Um, I would love to see a George Lucas movie again. Mm, yeah, or even just write. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> just consult in the background. Be brilliant. Definitely. Moving on from that, we've had um, a couple of day changes. Obviously, they announced um, was probably two years ago now. They announced that. Um, Obviously, the next Star Wars movies are going to be released um, in December in the years 2022, 2024, 2026. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's not really a case of like, this is ironclad. It was more of a case of like, that's what Disney's pencil, because you remember, remember Disney have like Pixar, they have their own movies, they have their own animated movies, they have Marvel movies, and they have Star Wars movies. Yeah. Um, so it's like it's five five things that often interconnect where you don't want your, mov- you don't want your movies running into each other. In the, at the box office, so sort of set these dates out in conjunction with like all the other sort of properties that own all the other studios that own, and it's essentially just to make sure that like that nothing sort of overlaps into the others. Um, so mm-hmm. for me, I always took this with like that's what they're planning for, but like that could change, and it won't be because anything's gone wrong. It'll just be a case of like the project never got started in time and things like that. Yeah. Um, so they've announced today that um that they've moved those dates back a year. So the next movie will be uh, December um, 2023 and then December 2025 and then December 2027. So it's one year out for each of them, um, oh. which is basically due to COVID. Um, I think obviously like just think these projects are haven't got started yet because simple fact is you can't start them during this COVID era. Um, you've also got to remember that like current projects that are ongoing, um, they're probably going to finish a bit later. So if you've got guys and staff and creatives who are going to move from one project to the next, like your concept artists and your visual effects guys, um, they're probably working on projects that are running a bit long at the minute. Yeah. I mean, so, if one thing moves, everything's got to move. That's just yeah, the way it is. You know? Definitely. So I think it totally makes sense to move all three right now. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Perfect sense. Uh, and I'm certainly not going to be one of these guys who's like, oh, it's because they're having trouble behind the scenes. I think like, no, they're not having trouble behind the scenes. What it is is that the world is in trouble right now. Exactly. Exactly. We need to heal ourselves, man. Yep. So I imagine that 
December 2023 releases, people are still believing it is the um, the Taika Waititi directing movie. Um, so yeah, didn't he just say the other day that he's just starting to write it? Yeah, that's what I mean. So like, he'll just be starting to write it. Um, I imagine if he's had any work, if he's been working on the Mandalorian season two, that's I mean that's due to come out on time this year, this mm-hmm. autumn. But I bet the but I bet the production side of it has went a bit longer. Yeah. Obviously, they had already shot everything, so that's cool. But I bet the pre, but the sorry, the post production side of it, I bet has gone a little bit longer than they anticipated because of this. Not too long; yeah. it's delayed the show. But again, it just means that those guys who are on it haven't been freed up to move on to whatever's next. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he's been, I'm not sure if he's involved in 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 season two. But if he is, then that 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 could affect him. Um, but yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I think I think those dates. I think it's the right thing to do to move them. It's a good thing to move them all. And it just, um, like I said, it just means that. You're not moving it too too close to the time. Like, do you know what I mean you're not waiting until next year to move them? But I think, like, ideally, especially within America, where like it seems in America, COVID hasn't hit its peak yet, um, which is worrying. Um, and I hope all American listeners are staying safe out there. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. But um, like, there's no way they're going to be on like an open set anytime, anytime in the next six months. I don't think. I don't um, think so neither. I really don't. Uh, unless something drastically changes over there. Um, mm-hmm. So, so, so again, like you got to think, movie theaters aren't even in America. Movie theaters have just been put back again, like, and they're going to keep getting put back in because the spike, the the spike's not here yet. Sorry, the peak's not here yet, and it just seems to keep spiking over there. Um, yeah. So I think obviously, like, yeah, it's 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 difficult, and you got to think when movie theaters do open, there's like a backlog of movies to come out. Disney's Mulan, um, one of them is <laughs> Tenant. There's a uh, there's a there's, there's a backlog of movies that would do come out in March that didn't that we're doing. And like they've still yeah. come out, uh, James, the new James Bond double seven, like that's doing that needs to come out. Like, so you've got to think that, like, keeping these dates, the movies before these dates have now shuffled. Mm-hmm. So you need to shuffle your dates as well. Like I said, make sure you've got a free free lane at the box office, make sure now it's now it's overcrowding you. Yeah, exactly. So to me, it makes perfect sense, and I'm down for it. Very good decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, also that have come out in time and said it, you know what I mean? And it, like you say, it hasn't been a last-minute thing, you know. Oh, by the way, next month when it's supposed to be, it's not coming out, you know, type yeah. of thing. It's, um, yeah, and also, it's a good timing. And also, like, if you look at, like, Rise of Skywalker, like, obviously, like, they had a different movie written in pre-production, which was Duel of the Faith by Colin Trevorrow, mm-hmm. but then switched it up to Rise of Skywalker with a totally different director, and he's wrote a totally different movie with Chris Terrio. And then, like, like I said, that's come out. At, at the same slot, and like, in my opinion, I feel like you can you can feel the the rushed nature of it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I think like at least this gives the creatives on those movies like gives them that extra year that they've lost here. Mm. Gets oh. so they've got they've got the same amount of time to work on the on the movie rather than going oh well you can't work because of COVID, but when you come back we're still on the movie at the same time. So guess what you've only got six months now or or year one year now or or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You know. Yeah. And I don't want them to put a rush movie out, you know. Yeah, you 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 really want to go back, put your when you know when you finish doing what you're doing and say you know that's the best I could have done. Not oh god, I was like so stressed out that you know any old that'll do. You know what I mean? Right on to the next one. Hundred percent, hundred percent, man. You know. So yeah. <laughs> Moving on from that, even though our movies have been pushed back, like that's not a bad thing for me because as we're going to talk about next, like. There's so many things coming out in the next year. So, like, they've announced Bad Batch, which is a new Disney Plus animated series coming in 2021, which mm-hmm. is a spin-off, spin-off from the Clone Wars. Yeah. Where we, uh, where we follow 
Clone Force 99, which is Sergeant Hunter, it's Wrecker, it's Crosshair, and it's Tech, uh, the four clones we met at the beginning of Season 7 of the Clone Wars. Um, they're getting their own spin-off show, which is apparently going to be set um, after the events of Order 66, which is going to be very fun. Um, but yeah, that's, that's coming in 2021. Obviously, to me, that sounds like that's pretty much... I imagine they've already shot that. Mm-hmm. They'll, be, they'll, they'll, they'll be adding the finishing touches to the animation. Yeah. And probably re- and recording additional dialogue, but like that'll be like more or less in the bag how that looks. I think. Yeah, I think that's in the can. I think that's ready to go. You know. So it goes to show you, yeah. So it goes to show you that they've been working on things like rapidly behind the scenes, and obviously glad that that hasn't leaked. Um, mm. And I think we would have got that at celebration. Obviously, because there's no celebration this year, they've obviously dropped that news this week, um, which is really really cool. Um, yeah. So again, it goes show you know no moving 2022, but in the day in 2021. We're going to have the Bad Batch, so we're going to get a new TV series um, right there. Um, I'm hoping it. I'm hoping we get more than twelve episodes. I'm hoping we get like a good twenty-two episode season. Yeah, um, me too. Probably about twenty episodes. You know, um, like with the Mandalorian, with only eight. You know, it was brilliant, but it seemed too short to me. You know, yeah. um, I think with the Mandalorian, you've got obviously budget constraints for like how much that costs per episode, and I think obviously, oh, yeah, for sure. But I think with, that, with animation, obviously, it's all it's expensive, but it's all done in house and stuff. And like, I think obviously they've got it down the Clone Wars. Yeah. I feel with Clone Wars season seven, obviously, they had to make it short out of the box into the Order 66 time frame, so you couldn't do too much with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm but thinking, I think, but I think with go on, <laughs> so I think with this one, obviously, with the Bad Batch, obviously, we don't know what happens to them after Order 66, so like. You can that that story. You can tell however you want to tell it because it's unknown. There's no end point. There's no middle point. We've only got a star point, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think like that could run for like multiple seasons. And like I said, give more than twelve episodes, please. Um, <laughs> and I think like for me, I'm excited because like I've got a few in the bad batch. Like don't have the inhibitor chips. Yeah, it must be something like that. It has to be something like that. So I I hope they're not working for the Empire. I hope they're working for themselves. Um, Mercenaries, mercenaries, or whether maybe they're like freedom fighters, or whether they're like trying to, so not part of the rebellion, but whether they're like the work for them, like sort of like the Avengers. So they're like, all oh, right, there's there's a crime, there's a crime syndicate over there. We'll go and take that down, <laughs> infiltrate and take it down ourselves. Imagine them taking down the Hutts or well, taking down like, the Pikes or taking down their uh, Black Sun, that type of thing. Yeah, or a bit like the Eighteen type of thing. Yeah, exactly, mate. Like you could totally like do that. I think it would be like mm. it would be hilarious. Um, action packed. You could really make it deep in places when you need to. Um, mm-hmm. um, so I've just realised it'll also be. Um, oh, I forgot his name. The other clone who joined them as well. Oh, um, oh, oh what's his name again? I will do a quick check. Ah, uh, that's up my tongue. Um, not echo is it echo is it echo? I think it was echo yeah it was echo i was gonna say echo and i was like i'm gonna double check <laughs> so i've got about echo. five yeah. got about five clone names going from your head at once yeah it's echo so yeah so it's obviously those guys and echo so like um mm-hmm. five of them now um so I yeah for want, me I, I just want them rocking around the galaxy in a black space in a black spaceship with a red stripe going down it <laughs> but i'm sure they could talk like totally like <laughs> subtly dress it in certain ways yeah. but i think like yeah give them more than 20 episodes a season um mm. give we like multiple seasons like i said you haven't got a middle or an end you've literally just got the start where like do you know what i mean like when we're going we're into the prequels mm-hmm. we had the ending already 
Um, so when we come to Clone Wars, like I said, we've got the ending already before, yeah. but we've just watched it and it was great to watch. But this is mm. going to be like, yeah, this can run for as long as they want it to run, really. Um, God, yeah. So as long as, as long as they're telling good stories, run it for as long as you can. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. So that's a brand new animated show coming to 2021. Um, that's been announced. Um, off the back of Disney Plus, more Disney Plus stuff. Obviously, no celebration this year, as I mentioned. Um, so they reckon we're probably getting the Mandalorian season two trailer August. Okay, cool. So it's the 24th of July. We're talking now, so I reckon like sometime in the next in the next what one to four weeks time frame, I'd imagine. Cool, cool. Um, just in time for my birthday. I'll have that. Yeah, so that's not that's not confirmed, but I just think um, I think, yeah, I think definitely because that that show, like I said, it filmed principal photography on time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're now doing post production on it, which they can do from home. You don't be in the studio or yeah. at, at, at the office working on. Um, so although it might take a bit longer to do it from home, people working from home, um, it, it's still going to probably come out in its original time slot, which is cool. So that'll be like this autumn, mate. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean, even though, like I said, those movies got put back, we've got Bad Batch coming next year, we've got Mandalorian season two coming end of this year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We've got we've got plenty of Star Wars coming, so we're sort of like we've got plenty of treats coming our way. Do you know what I mean? And I like it that way because it, it gives you time to digest things before you're moving on to the next one. Like, I mean, as much as I loved everything coming out, I just it was a little bit too much by the end, and it was like hard to digest stuff. I mean, yeah, like Confession. I've only watched Rise of the Skywalker fully through only once, and that was at the cinema. Since it's been back on the TV and on Disney Plus, and I've just caught little bits here and there. Like one time I catch the beginning bit, or the next time I catch the end bit. And I have probably watched the whole thing about nine or ten times, but watched once all the way through, just once. You yeah. Know? Mm. I mean, I, I watched it four times in theaters, and I've seen it. I've only watched it once on on Disney Plus since it came out. Yeah. Um, um, like I said, it's not me. It's not my favorite of the movies, so. I'll probably watch it less than the others. Um, <laughs> but like I said I've seen I've seen it five times all the through. Um, yeah, it just gives you time to digest things. That's all. You know, yeah. that's just pretty cool. Definitely. With Mando season two, uh, mm-hmm. what you're hoping to see in the trailer? Obviously, we've had a lot of leaks. Obviously, over the over the case of COVID since March to now, a lot of leaks about Ahsoka, a lot of leaks about Boba Fett, a lot of leaks about um, Timothy Olivon playing a, a character who stole Boba Fett's armor. Um, We've had leaks about apparently Sabine coming in. Like, there's been a lot, a lot of leaks coming out of that show. Whether some of them are lies or not, we don't know because Lucas hasn't confirmed anything. Um, for me, it's a case of I think, like, if some of this stuff is true, I hope they'll whack it in this trailer because it's a case of like, like, through whether it's their yeah. fault or not. I like to think it is their fault how they handled it, but like, like, these leaks have happened. So, like, now you need to, like, if, if some, so say a Soga is real, say Rosario Dawson is a Soga in season two. I think yeah, because that's been leaked. Get that in that trailer. Yeah, even if it's like a, a two-second flash. Oh, it definitely you know I mean? doesn't yeah. have to be much. Just like show whether mm-hmm. like yes, that is confirmed. That's how it looks. It looks awesome. Yeah. Or even if you have like a, a shot from a, from the back, you know what I mean. So you know show guys there, but you don't actually see the full frontal. You don't see what's going on. You know yeah. what I mean. Hundred percent, mate. So like, I hope I hope, I hope it's stick to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I hope, uh, like whatever. Whichever one of these leaks have been or leaks or rumors have been true that. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, something like Slash Film and, and some of these are, are um, respectable publications. Do you know what I mean? So, like, if they run the story, I'm guessing they've got sources on it for mm-hmm. some of them. And it's like, if so, some of it is true, then, like, just show it now. Show it in this trailer. Don't mess with about, like, do you know what I mean? It's your yeah. fault. Like, it's sort of your <laughs> fault you didn't 
come out of the bag with it mm. yourselves when you heard that this was going to get leaked. You should have just dropped it yourselves. Um, so now we're just showing out. Yeah, I think for the adverse, for me, you know, you know what I'd absolutely love to see just for the first couple of weeks or so would just be like the helmet come on screen for about ten seconds and that was it. No writing, no nothing. Just the Mandalorian's helmet on the screen for about you know five seconds and then back off. You know <laughs> what I mean? That would just be so cool. You'd be sitting there watching whatever, and it's like, well, this comes on, and you're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely, mate. It'd be awesome. Mm. Moving on from that, we've got um, some High Republic announcements. Obviously, High Republic is the new publishing initiative from Disney Lucasfilm. Um, it was due to come out this summer. It got pushed to the beginning of next year now. Um, we didn't say why, but I'm assuming just for, again, COVID-related reasons, maybe there were some books that weren't finished yet. Um, cause yeah. it's, across, it's across books, so it's across novels, YA books, children's books, com- and comics. Um, so it's across like at least four different mediums. Um, I reckon they'll, they'll end up being a kick-ass game, game coming out of it as well. You know? A game or even a TV show? Yeah. Like, you, you, do you know what I mean? It, it could literally be anything. Or it could be one of these movies, like I said. We know that Taika Waititi is doing one of these movies for 23, sorry, 2023, 2025, 2027. But like, yeah. there's another two movies there. And, like, I get the feeling Taika's not doing a series. I get the impression Taika's doing one. So it's like mm-hmm. there's other dates there, and and also like they're a movie studio, like they can add more dates whenever they want. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, so, I mean, for me, obviously, the high point news that came out is that they've given two more, like a bit more look, some more artwork. Um, yeah. So the show do obviously this would probably would have come out with celebration as well, or maybe San Diego Comic Con, which was meant to be this week, but is now online. Um, I think it would have been one hell of a drop. This coming out of them. You know, celebration. I really do. Yeah, so we've got celebration. Obviously, there is a Lucasfilm publishing panel at San Diego Comic Con this weekend. So obviously, San Diego Comic Con is now 100% online because of COVID, and mm-hmm. that that Lucasfilm publishing panel is taking place online. So check that out this weekend, guys. Um, so off the back of that, they sort of uh, announced on Star Wars dot uh, com and on their um, this week in Star Wars show on YouTube. Um, they've introduced us a new character called uh, Skia. And he's a Chorosan, Trandoshan uh, Jedi. Um, so some artwork for him. He looks like um, he looks a shorter than normal Trandoshans, but more bulky. Yeah, he's pretty cool, isn't he? I'm kind of uh, so he, feeling he's going to be a little bit of a like in between Sith and Jedi, if Sith well, are a thing at the time. You know, well, well, the Sith will be a thing, but I think they'll be in hiding. So like the, hit, mm. the Sith, are, the Sith are still secret at the minute. So the Jedi yeah. think they're extinct. Obviously, you're up until Mace Windu says that line in. Phantom Menace, he's like, oh, this has been extinct for a millennia. Not me, sorry, Kylie Mundi says that, I think, in the Jedi Council, in the Phantom Menace. He says, this mm-hmm. has been extinct for a millennia. Um, and this High Republic series takes place 100 years before Phantom Menace. Um, ah, right. So cool. the, Jedi, the Jedi will still believe that the Sith are still extinct, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. This Trand Ocean, like, it looks a bit shorter than normal, it looks stocky, it looks strong, ready to fight. Um, and they've said, they've said that um, he's a He's called Skia. He's a Trandoshan Jedi, and they've said that he's um, he's holding a deep secret that's threatening threatening to tear him apart. Mm-hmm. So again, like that's sort of that like, very Anakin like, obviously keeping secrets that and you can't share it with people, and it sort of leads to fear and it leads to anger. Um, so maybe he is maybe going to go dark side, mm-hmm. um, or maybe he's keeping a secret about what's out there in the world um, because they- obviously. Because the High Republic, obviously, it's, it's the Jedi going out to like the frontier systems in the mm-hmm. Outer Rim for the first time and sort of trying to spread the Republic's word and their word and that type of thing. And it's got a very sort of Wild West going into the frontier type of feel. 
Maybe he discovers Palpatine. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Um, I don't know why you keep that a secret, but uh, so maybe if he's if he's feeling a bit dark and he wants to keep it a secret, because I don't yeah. know when, I don't know how old Palpatine is to be fair. So like I don't know if yeah, he's exactly. alive, but he, he, he could, could be. be like, he could be like a Yoda, you know what I mean? Like seven hundred odd years old. Well, because they've done all this clone thing now, like who's to say that the Palpatine must see in the sequel, in the prequels, uh, in the prequel yeah. trilogy and the original trilogy isn't another clone. Mm. Like I, I mean, I think it gets silly at that point, but I think because they've now done that, like there's nothing to say it's that's open. not the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm um, so Skia, so Skia. I really like the look of him. I'm glad we're getting the Trand Ocean Jedi. Um, yeah, and I'm glad that we're sort of teasing that he's got maybe got a bit of a secret, a bit of an edge. Um, mm. And then we also showed us our hero, uh, our Chris, um, who's a, a blonde-haired Jedi, um, who's I think going to be she's going to be the main focus of the series. Um, and essentially showed her the pictures we've seen in the past of her in like in like flowing sort of white lovely posh robes and then we've just seen her now in some like sort of leather leather clad robes and leather gauntlets so it's more like um the gear she's going to be wearing which is out on the frontier adventure uh-huh. um obviously this is set like 100 years before phantom menace um so it's the jedi aren't going to have the stuff that happened in the clone wars because obviously they get a lot of that made for the clone wars um so they're going to be adventuring they're going to be i like the look i like the leather look and the uh the gauntlet look it reminds us a bit of like lord of the rings-esque when um Sort of Barmia, how Barmia looks in the Fellowship of the Ring. It does actually, because um, so he, yeah. he's armored up, but it's like leather, so it's not like metal. Um, yeah. So it was like very similar to that. Yeah. And it also reminded me of um, how Luke Skywalker looks in uh, the Last Jedi when he's not in his Jedi robes, when he's in his brown robes in yeah. the brown leather. So it reminded me of that. So again, like Star Wars is portly, as George said, um, and here we're getting sort of this sort of look here. Where obviously this is set before that, mm. but who's to say Luke didn't style that? Off of what he read about these Jedi in the High Republic era, could have, could have quite easily. Yeah, so like, I'm loving them little. I'm loving those concept art looks that, like, obviously the new character Skia. Great to see him, and then obviously great to see a little different uh, outfit look for Eva Chris. Um, mm-hmm. And I reckon we're going to get some good adventure because she's dressed up for adventure now. So going to see some rough and tumble. Going to see some seriousness. Um, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, does look good. I'm. Get more and more intrigued by this as, as it goes along. Yeah, I am starting to look forward to this one, and I'm glad. Like, it's, it's really cool because, like, normally with books, they're just sort of like any other company in the world would just like drop the book. Yeah, but like, but like with this, it's like, oh, we're dropping concept art for the book, <laughs> and like, do you know what I mean? Like, like that's cost time and money, but like, it's class because like we can see, like, like I said, we've saw that Trand Ocean Jedi now, like, I'll get him and know what he looks, and we've got like a feel for him, so it's a little tease, but we don't know anything about him, so it's not going to hurt the story. But it's going to really enhance the story because we've seen him, like I said, Eva Chris. We've seen her like one way, sort of how mm. she looks, ele- how she looks elegant when she's probably like on Coruscant with the Jedi or whichever temple on one of our planets is on. And then obviously now we've got a, like a crusading look, a look maybe that's a long word crusading, but yeah. a, a, a frontiering look. Um, so we've got a, got a look for that now and look for the adventure, which is like again any other book, any other novel company in the world, like you you wouldn't get that. But with this, it's like yeah, we've got concept artists working on stuff, guys. Yeah, you go. Yeah. And obviously, because obviously it's tying in with comics, they probably had to do that. And also because it's tying in across like because it's tying in across different types of book and comics. Obviously, there's different writers working on different stories, but essentially using the same characters in the same space. Yeah, so that's that's probably why it's been important to bring concept artists in, so that all mm. those all those authors are on the same page. Yeah, for, for it to seem organic. But then obviously the side effect of that is you can then release to us these awesome concept art as well, which again gets our gets our saliva going and gets us excited. 
And I think also it's, uh, I think this is going to be, it feels to me like it's a big Star Wars reset. Like somebody's pressed the reset button and we're going to have this whole five, you know, we're talking about this in 10 years' time. I don't know about this whole new Star Wars section, you know, with it's all, it's all of its split offs and all the rest of it. Yeah. That's how it kind of feels to me, you know? I mean, that's pretty cool. I don't like the word reset. So I get the sense that like you're deleting what's come before. You're resetting. Like, if you reset the computer, you re- like. Do you know what I mean? So well, I think, no, I, mean, I think, well, I, I think what they're doing is that like, you know I mean, there's through history, there's so much stuff. So like in Star Wars has a history. So it's like you can just go and tell stories anywhere you want. I think what I'm, what I mean by a reset is a lot of stories are in the and the, the you know about the first few stories were um all went off what was set in the New Hope. And then the next lot was set up, set off by them, what well, was set in them films. Then the next lot was set off by that and set off by that. And eventually, you kind of storytelling wise, you were a little bit tied in. You were a little bit constrained to the, yeah, to the, the, the timelines and things, you know. By this, you're going back 100 years. So you can really start and end where you want to. You're not constrained by anything. So that's what I mean by a reset. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, like, I, I, I totally got what you mean. There's just that mm. word, like I think there's people who'll be like the cancel culture of the world, and like in the reset button, like I think that's. I, I, I like to see this as just we're just going to a new era. It's a oh, new, it's a, it's a new era of Star Wars storytelling. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like there's mm. people, there's people who are like we need to reset Star Wars because George ruined it in the prequels. Like that's that's where that terminology comes from online. I think. And oh, I'm not into that. I don't. Yeah, that. which you which know, I, which, which, which I know you're not. Yeah. Um, it's it's been written. You watch it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. 100. percent And that's what's cool yeah. about this. This um, <clears throat> this like I said, like this era is going to be class because like there's not tied in or anything as you just said. Yeah. On. So like exactly. you absolutely bang on with that. We're like. Mm-hmm. And we're getting these little looks, but apart from these little concept arts, we don't really know much about the, nothing hardly about this era. So it's like it's gonna be and so I, much fun reading. I don't think I really want to right until the actual point of starting to read it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I I, I want to just get the first book and then just like sit with it, read it all before I check any online chatter, before it's <laughs> any podcast on it, read it all, and then and then and then you'll be ready. Like nothing gets spoiled for you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of new things in this, new things that, like, no one knows. Yeah. And, like, when everyone starts to talk about it all together, it's going to be class because we're all going to come from it, all going to come at it from, like, a fresh perspective. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be so much fun. It is. A new Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> he also announced that, um, that so, there's going to be a link to Laws and Tekka from the character from the, yeah. pre- uh, from the sequel trilogy. Obviously, he's um, sort of he believes in the Force. He believes in the Church of the Force. Um, and he's a friend of Luke Skywalker, and he hunts Force artifacts. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he knows the Skywalker as well, and he is the man who Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, um, slices at point blank range at the beginning of the Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, he also appears in the Poe Diamond comics. He gets a really good run in there. Um, so what we've heard here is that, like, um, obviously, he won't be alive at this point because, obviously. This series will be set what probably 100, 160 years <laughs> at least. This series is set one hundred and sixty years at least before the Force Awakens. I think. Um, so obviously he's definitely not alive, but they've said that like um, he's uh, his family's going to be linked to these High Republic stories. Yeah, which I find really cool because obviously cause I think religion typically is passed. It's it's in the family normally. Mm-hmm. It's passed down and stuff, and like you go to church because your mom went to church and. Then you become a Christian, or you become a whatever religion you are, because you 
parents were and maybe came out because their parents were and so on and so forth. Um, or certainly that's the traditional way anyway. Um, so I think that obviously like it makes sense that like if his family, if his this, if, if laws on Texas descendants were part of the Church of the Force, then that would make sense why he would be. So if we're going to see sort of early aspects of the... Because we don't really know anything about the Church of the Force, so... Um, well, I mean, Jeddah hasn't been blown up yet, you know what I mean? So, I mean, there's a good chance that it could actually yeah. be based... Well, not based around, but it could it could show a lot of Jeddah in the Church well, of I the think, Force, you know? I think not just Jeddah, I think, like, definitely Jeddah. But mm-hmm. I, think, well, I think it's wider than that. So, oh, yeah. I think, but I think when we come into the Phantom Menace, the Jedi are already dwindling. Yeah. But we're going here at, like, the height of the Jedi. So, like, the Force is probably talking about... Um, it's probably not a secret or believed to be a myth as much. Mm-hmm. It's probably like I think people know who the Jedi are, like they've seen them, are, and they're, they're still held in like, a light of glory. Yeah. So I think I think like a Church of Force would be like people who don't have the Force and be like, oh yeah, but the Jedi are good, so like we like them and believe in the Force type mm-hmm. of thing. Oh. And obviously, as, and as the Jedi sort of dwindle, obviously that light starts to go out. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, I mean, Grandad talks about this, but like, I don't know what he's talking about. Do you know what I mean? Where I think, <laughs> yeah. where I think in this era, with the High Republic era, it's going to be like. The people are going to know, like, oh yeah, I know about that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I get that. I get that. So I like how they haven't told much, but it's really, really wet, wet appetite for it. Uh, mentioning that, that mm. we might get some church torture, the Church of the Force content, um, which yeah. would certainly make sense. And imagine if, like, <gasps> oh, like you, I said, will you, will you get some Star Wars chairs in the church? You know, probably, <laughs> probably. But but here's the thing as well. So if you've got um. Obviously, the Jedi are spreading out to like the frontier systems in the outer rim. Mm. Maybe these Church of the Force guys are going there as well, like trying to spread the word. Could be. I think that's a lot of that's going to be about as well, like spreading out and searching new galaxies out and that kind of thing. Or I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know, and I don't really want to speculate. I just want to enjoy. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's going to be awesome, mate. Like I said, it's going to be. Mm. Not hard, but like you have to find some time, both of us, because uh, everybody wants to do it. Because, like I said, it's going to be across. I think I've seen at least five book titles. It's going to be across to start with. Cool. And a comic. And a comic. And a comic. Wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the start with. That's the first wave. And I haven't really announced like where it's going, but I imagine like the amount of world building they're putting into this, like I said, with the concept artists, with the meetings, with all the different writers. With running it across different mediums, mm. like the amount of world building is huge. So I'd imagine you'd would you would run that at different phases. So if this is phase one, mm. like I imagine it'll run to a phase two and a phase three. And like I said, we've said it'll probably stay in publishing, but there's no reason why they can't move it into publishing and then cross it over with animation or cross it over with TV shows yeah. or even a movie. Or even a movie. So this is just the beginning, really, of the era. I've just had a thought. How old is Chewbacca? I've forgotten. He's like 136 or something when he meets Han. And... So wouldn't he like, like just be old enough to be in it? <laughs> um, so he could be like, could be an infant. I an infant Chewie. Yeah. I mean, Yoda was pretty um, in with the with the bookies, and that seemed to be a deep rooted thing. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I, and in the first lots of concept art the show when they first announced this at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. um, there was a Wookiee Jedi in the concept art. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Definitely makes sense for something like, like that having a tie, and maybe maybe yeah. meet Chewbacca as like dad or something. Yeah, that was family. Maybe Chewbacca as dad's Jedi. Maybe, or maybe it's like I don't know, like maybe you will see like a, a Chief Tarful if he's still there. Hi, 
Why not? Because uh, he ties in a lot of, um you haven't played Jedi for another Alan. Um so there's a Jedi there, um, Cordova, who's chasing down these like force beings All right. um from the past, like a long time in the past. Mm-hmm. Um and like uh, he's kind of a bit nuts, it seems like, but he talks about how he went to his friends with uh Tarful and he hides something in the, the this big tree. Um it's like the tree of life on, on Kashyyyk. He hides right. something there. Oh. You've got to go find it. But um like Cordova speaks about he's a Jedi master. Um he speaks about um, like how important Kashyyyk is to the Force, and he's very good friends with Tarful. Like I said, he hides something there, mm. he, and like picks there for a reason. Do you know what I mean? There's obviously connections to the Force on the Jedi. And like I said, um, when the droids attack the Wookiees, the Jedi Council are very quick to act. Yeah, yeah, it's very deep rooted connection there. Like it gets brought up straight away by Cardi Mundi, and then mm-hmm. Yoda's like, "Oh, Yoda's like." I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a case of I oh, will send Kenobi or Skywalker. Yeah, oh. it's, just, it's just like, call me, Pia, I'm on me. He's like, oh, I'm going to go. He doesn't even put up the question. He goes, I'll go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely big connections to the Force and, and the Jedi Council, I think, there for Kashyyyk. Mm. So, 100% mate. Definitely on the cards, I think. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that. Mm-hmm. Um, Galaxy's Edge. Um, so, they've announced some exclusive Galaxy's Edge products. Um, how cool is this <laughs> I wonder if this has been planned all along or if this is a case of like the parks the parks are only open at restricted times now because of Covid and that's whether it's a case of yeah, selling think... some stuff but it it is differently packaged and it's some figures that weren't available in the parks yet so maybe it is exclusive but in America it's exclusive to Target so there's one store and um, there's a can we million... get Target stuff in the UK so I'll I'll talk you through it because I can tell you where you can get some stuff. Um, so this is this is announced as a target exclusive, um, mm-hmm. and it has items along the kind of the uh, Hasbro Vintage Collection Millennium Falcon. So it's the Smuggler's Run version from the ride, and it comes with the Hondo the Hondo figure, uh, Chewbacca with Pogs, the new satellite dish, and it comes with cargo crates from the game uh, from the oh. from from the ride. Um, yeah. So that is for the three three quarter inch figures. Um, and that's it's uh, going for around four hundred dollars. I think online you pre-order it now for four hundred dollars at Target. Um, there's Black Series six-inch figures, which I know me and you both collect, Alan. Um, yeah. So there is a, um, a six-inch Captain Cardinal. So he's like a red Captain Phasma from the first. Yeah, he looks good. He looks he, good. So he's from the Book and Black Spire Outpost. Um, Black Spire, sorry. Um, and he's also in another book, I think, um, by the same author, based around sort of the First Order and the Resistance being on. Is he the two. one that was in the Phasma book? He's, I think he's in the Phasma book. He's mentioned the Phasma book, and then he's in this Black Spire book as well. Yeah. So he he wears a crimson suit. Um. So he's up for pre-order as well at Target, and so is, um, so do you know Star Tours? Do you know, um, obviously he used to have Captain Rex or Rex Twenty Three yeah. was the pilot. Obviously he's no longer the pirate. It's C three PO now. Yeah. And but DJ Rex is now the DJ inside Ogas Cantina. Which is in Galaxy's Edge, the theme park. So if you go to Galaxy's Edge, uh, you can go to the book cantina and like tease the DJ. You can see ah. him in the DJ booth playing the tracks. Cool. Uh, yeah, Ogre doesn't have a band. She has she has a uh, Rex DJing. Um, so they've released the DJ Rex figure in Hasbro Black Series Six in. Ah, cool. So that's the two that have been announced. Um, so those are available to pre-order at Target in America. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like so they're available to pre-order at Star Action figures. Um. In the UK, all right, so, cool. So they'll be able to pre-order star action figures, but I get the impression that they're probably going to pop up um, 
So I haven't had this confirmed, but what I gather is that like a lot of these US exclusives that are like planned a certain so these ones that are Target and then Walmart has its own exclusives as well. Yeah. And obviously in the in the UK we usually can't get them. Like it's hard to mm-hmm. find them. But for this year, I think Hasbro are like or making them available to um or making them available. Or at least giving you a chance of getting them. To to retailers. So obviously Star Action figures can go, oh yes please I would like I'll take those. I'll take X amount yeah. of those if you've got them. And I think other retailers might so like you might even get a chance don't know for sure, but I reckon some will rock up in Forbidden Planets and some will rock up in um, like your other other sort of nerd culture, uh, geek culture shops, sci-fi stores type of thing. But they're definitely up for pre-order on on um, Star Action figures uh, here in oh. the UK because I've seen them. And uh, he he put up uh, like wanting to give me more one about this, but only just been told about it an hour ago. So again, like it's a case of like I think Hasbro UK was just like, oh, guess what? Like these are available if you want to put your name in for them type of thing like the stores and the he has so you can get them there there's also droids available for like similar droids what you build the droid depot but obviously you don't build it yourself it comes pre-packaged Re- yeah. remote control bb unit um that's i don't know where that is in the uk but it's available at target mm-hmm. and there's also some um some pop funkos coming out as well um yeah. available at target not sure where they are in the uk yet sounds cool sounds very good very cool you so know. like so like that captain Cornell figure looks delicious <laughs> It's very well made. It's very well made. Yeah. So and I've, al- and I've always wanted to. Well, I've always wanted the RX twenty three figure. I've always wanted a Captain Rex figure from the from um from Star Tours um because mm-hmm. he's my first memory of Star Tours is uh, Rex um, <laughs> and his head popping up in the cockpit and it was like an animatronic and it was just like so real and outrageous and fun and made us laugh loads. Um, <laughs> it's obviously voiced by um. Pee Wee Herman. Um, he is, yeah. The right guy is who really? does, I think it's Paul, oh, Ru- well. Paul Rubenstein. I can't remember getting his name wrong, but the guy who is Pee Wee Herman, he voices RX-23, always has, and then he did come back and record the voice for for the I DJ. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, so I'm excited to get both those figures, hopefully. Uh, fingers mm-hmm. crossed. Um, we're coming to the end of the news, I think. So one last thing is that, um, so on July 21st, 1978, Star Wars was re-released in theaters in America. So it just finished its initial run from 77 mm-hmm. to 78, and then it got re-released in 78 again. And um, I just wanted to bring this up because I think it's really cool. So like, people are like, "Oh, like George changed it from 1997 to special editions," mm-hmm. but George was always changing things. So in this re-release, so one year on, uh, there's a new line of dialogue. Yeah, C3PO has a line about the um, the Death Star. Um, track of being, mm-hmm. and I just find that really cool. Like, so like George was always, he always is like a master storyteller and always searching for the perfect story. And it goes out for the re-release. He's always tweaked part of the story. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, I never really ever thought George Lucas changed things as so much as he. I think you've got, you got massively compromised in the first round of films. That even let's call it the first round. The first round of releases, I thought, I've always felt like he got massively compromised. And by the time the extended editions come out, he was finally being able to put out the film that he wanted to put out. That That's how I take always took it. You know? So adding little lines yeah. here and, you know, things like that, it's, like you say, it's pretty cool. It's, a, it's interesting, isn't it? You know what I mean? Because it's only like a year after. And then all of a sudden there's an extra line in. 
Definitely, you got to remember, like, obviously, Star Wars started small. It got, like, a limited release in America, and then it got big as where it got out, because obviously, like, internet's not a thing, like, do you know what I mean? So it's like, as people start, yeah, oh, the Star Wars is out, and you've seen it, it's like, like nothing we've ever seen mm-hmm. before. Obviously, I wasn't, I wasn't around at the time, but like, that, that was the crack. Um, so it's where it got out, so it had a really long cinema run, because it, it like, grew yeah. as the year went on, in audience-wise. There's different towns got it, and more cinemas mm-hmm. got it. Um, They'll probably have to make more cinema reels for it, like get it out like quick enough. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I think obviously by the time we go out, oh, the studio Fox will probably like, yep, well, it's a it's a phenomenon. We're going to re-release it mm-hmm. as soon as the run's finished. We're going to re-release it across the country all at once. I bet George was like, oh well, I want to put this line. I've been think I've watched it. Uh, I think this line adds more yeah. to the story because I think it, it does. It does. It, the line talks about the importance that everyone can all be um, going and um, deactivating the track again, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, so he's obviously felt that's needed for the audience to fully understand what's going on. Uh, and they've went, yeah, put it in. And then it means it's come out with that new line type of thing. So it's like, it goes to show like, you got to think like, it's, it's, it's great that like, for me, I'm glad, for example, in 1997, I'm glad it got remastered and got re- specialised because I got to watch it in cinemas because I've never had that chance yeah. before. And like, if you give me an opportunity to see Star Wars in a cinema, like I'm going to take it. So like, more stuff like that happens, I don't mind because it's like getting. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, and that adds to the film. It's a better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Definitely. And then that is a rundown of all of the news from the last week, Alan. Have you got any closing thoughts on it? Um. Just, uh, I'm a little bit. You know, I'm I'm trying not to get excited about the target stuff because um, I just got a real feeling it's going to be a bugger to get a hold of. Um. Well, if you if you let me know what you want. I can probably sort it out. Yeah, already. I'll have a proper look through it all maybe later on today. Um, just, just, just send me a text, man. We'll <laughs> sort for you. And you're so cool, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just exciting stuff. Everything starting seems like it's starting to wind itself back up again, and you know it's um plenty of stuff to look. I can't wait for the Mandalorian season two to come out. I just can't. You know, yeah, I think like, I'm going to get Mandalorian season two mm. like this this autumn. We're going to get the trailer in the next few yeah. weeks. Um, I think they're going to be announcing more shows. I can see them announcing more Disney Plus stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just just stuff, maybe not like stuff that's ready, but they're going to announce projects because I can just see them announcing it because there's it, probably things they're going to announce in celebration. Yeah. yeah, and there's no celebration now, so now they can spread it out over the next few mm-hmm. months. It started with the Bad Bash, they've already started doing it. And they're going to spread these things out, and I think we're going to have an action-packed few months of things to talk about. I think. Yeah, and I think even even starting tomorrow today, you know what I mean? The SDCC, there's going to be stuff coming out of there. So, yeah, so we've got we've got that publishing panel coming. So I think like we're probably going to get even more support this higher public. Yeah, I think so. Um, which is going to be fun. So I think like, next time we record, we'll probably have more information on that to talk oh, about, um, as well as other projects mm-hmm. as well. Because you got to remember, they are doing this higher public publishing initiative. Mm-hmm but they're also publishing other things at the same time. Yeah. So, like I said, it really is the golden age of Star Wars. The Star Wars, if you want to consume Star Wars, there's never been a better time to be alive because it's across all mediums, all platforms, and there's just stuff coming all the time. So I said, even though they've put those movies back, as we discussed at the beginning, by a year each, it doesn't really bother me because we've got so much other tasty meals, Star Wars tasty meals coming up with. Tasty meals, Star Wars. That's why. That's why. I refer, I was imagining a restaurant and they keep bringing meals out. That's, even, even, even though those movies are now later on in the menu. Well, you know the friggin' Millennial Falcon was based on a hamburger. So. Yeah, but like even though even though those movies are now later down the menu, this menu still just stamp like stacked with all this other stuff. Yeah. All these books, all these TV series, all these action figures, um, all this merch. Mm. 
animated series, live action TV series, books, comics, um, audio dramas they're doing. Like, it's just brilliant. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Totally agree with you. <laughs> so much. You don't even know where to start. <laughs> Definitely. Well, thanks very much for joining oh. us, Alan. Obviously, we're not gonna we're not gonna promote your social media because you don't have any because you're hiding from the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a helicopter coming up, so I'm gonna have to be quick. <laughs> no worries. Um, but uh, yeah. Any closing thoughts, Alan? Uh, no, just thanks for having us on, and um, everybody stay safe out there. You know, this thing hasn't gone yet, so just you know, be wary, look after yourselves. Definitely, everybody stay safe and. I know some listeners might not agree, but like it's not about you; it's about everyone. Just please, please wear a mask when you're out in public, when you're out in the shops. Exactly. Yes. If we if we all do that, then in a few months we won't have to wear a mask anymore. Hopefully. Definitely. But thank you very much, Aaron. Thank you very much for um, listening. May the force be with you. you. Please follow us on Twitter at Boar's Store. That's at B O R E S. S-T-A-R and on Instagram and Facebook at Starboards Podcast. You can also reach us on email at starboardspodcast at gmail.com. Starboards Show can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor and wherever podcasts can be found. Please give us a like, subscribe and don't forget to leave a five-star review. May the force be with you.